What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Your boy, Giovanni. Oh, shit. What is happening? <clears throat> your boy, Giovanni. <laughs> what is in your throat, Gio? <clears throat> your boy, your boy, Giovanni. What's going on? Gio? Well, thank this God, whatever's going on. Is fucking... Whatever. No, we just saw you yesterday. Yeah. I heard your voice. And you didn't sound like that. I don't know why I sound like this right now. Putting your mouth on dirty pussy. Shit, shit your ass up. You do have a new girlfriend. <sighs> Can we talk about her? I don't have. <clears throat> I don't have a new girlfriend. Oh, well, who was that girl? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, just move right along. Well, it's good to be back. You know, everybody's been in my comments asking me when I'm coming back, and I'm here, and I'm excited. Mm. And my well, headphone is back. still messing up. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about what we've been doing. I mean, it's been a busy week. Melissa? Mm. Well, we went to Floyd Mayweather's 41st birthday. Yeah, that was we fun. Did. We did that. That was fun. Um, I really like my dress. You look great. You look Shout beautiful. out to Ivan Baton, the style house, for always keeping me, you know, Looking gorgeous. Well, for the viewers that weren't there, tell them about the party. <laughs> oh, I stayed in one room. My feet were barking. Like, mm-hmm. from All-Star Weekend to, you know, everything else in between. High heels. I'm sorry. I was I was exhausted. I found a seat, and I did not leave it. I did. I, I, I couch danced a little bit. <laughs> couch um, But all my friends were kind of around me. And then I saw Jamie Foxx and Mariah and John Singleton over by uh, Floyd. I was like... That's cool. I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> I'm not yeah, trying to be in that shit show. The party she's referring to was at the, it was held at the reserve downtown. Mm-hmm. They turned it into a bank, the Bank of Mayweather. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was different than last year. Last year, I felt like it was more personal. Um, you know, you can kind of, you knew everybody in the room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this party was just thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. The shit show. It was just way too many people. And a lot of girls trying to get sponsored. Yeah, and I ended up turning into security and being the bouncer for the VIP area, which was annoying because I had to tell friends that they weren't worthy. <laughs> you know, I will tell you, they were halfway through the responsibility. I felt the power. Like, I feel what club bouncers feel now. Because to see the disappointment in faces of people who are prestigious, you know, it was... At one point, somebody said, you know, this is Dreezy. I was like, she can't come in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still right next to her at the bar. She's a sweetheart. No, she. I was there with you at the bar. Oh yeah, that's yeah. it. You didn't know how to order my drinks, and no, I gave was, you my credit it was card. Called, I was, I was waiting. Everybody was waiting. Yeah, because apparently they well, cut us off right when you handed me the credit card. My, I was able to get my drinks. Well, it's because I already put it in for you. But it was a great weekend. Mm. You know, I was looking good. You oh, know, if you do say so yourself. Shout out to DKNY. That wasn't DKNY. I, that was, I was there when you bought your shit. That was definitely D. No. That I was D-Y-K-N. <laughs> Dickin. <laughs> you had, your suit was called. Shut the hell up. Oh, Listen, I was over that whole outfit. So I had a great time, man. I'm fucking still hurting from that weekend. Okay, but the problem that I'm having with the show right now is that you did you had your voice yesterday. So between <laughs> sushi and now, what the fuck did you do? Exactly. I don't know. I just woke up like this. No, no Beyonce. you didn't. No. I absolutely did. No. I did. I had court this morning. Was you crying? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Mariah Carey looked amazing. She did. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my boy Brian. Brian ain't got nothing to do with Mar- Mar- uh, that's Mariah my Carey. guy, and he he's, okay. he's winning right now. I'm sorry. Now. Well, if Brian that, if, Tanaka, if that's her winning. man, and she's being dicked down properly, then yes, he does have something to do with that because <laughs> we get that we happen to get this glow. Brian Tanaka danced his way right. in her life, and that did not make her <laughs> so Mariah Carey. So did, well, I agree, but they tweet that he came up. He came all the way up. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about that too because Black China was spotted recently with a 13 or 14 year old rapper. I'm sick of these goddamn boys. <laughs> she, she no, no, it's one, th- it's one thing when you see, you know, and we've had this conversation mm-hmm. about the guys that use the girls to get famous. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. 21 Savage was famous before Amber Rose, but mm-hmm. he's way more famous now. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel with their relationship that he used her to do that. I think she really fell in love with him and he fell in love with her and mm-hmm. it's just he's he's benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. Some of these other niggas though, these little 13 mm-hmm. year old trap boys following behind these dancer girls, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. It's just, it look, you, it's whole shit. Like when I see these boys, like you are, that's a fuck boy to me. Yes, it, that is the definition of a fuck and boy. what woman wants a little boy just trailing behind her looking like a goddamn lap dog? Don't you want a man? You do. Mm-hmm. No, bullshit. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I said, "What female?" I know. I know that you don't publicly understand the the, the, the relationship between two men. Mm. Mm. Hilarious. Yeah. No, I would never want something like that. That's gross to me. I mean, it's, it's like taking shade, your son to work. Yeah, a little bit. I need a man. I need. A, I need a healthy dose of fear. Don't you want man. when a man holds you like you want to feel like you're being held? Yeah, not exactly. that you about to flip him around and breastfeed his ass. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. Oh, we also did the unsolved premiere party this week. Yes, that was amazing. That's it. Talk about speak on it. <clears throat> well, the unsolved uh, series premiered yesterday, February 27, and I'm very excited. I feel we, like I should help you out. We just, because you just we didn't right we'll talk talk. Yeah. I don't want to have nothing to do with Gio's mouth on this show. I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. so anyways, yeah, the after party was at Avalon and it was star studied. Josh Dumel, the star of Unsolved, was there. <laughs> Fergie's ex. Mm-hmm. But before Pending that, ex. but before Pending that, ex. before that, the USA Network hired us to actually. Uh, moderate a panel conversation with Bakeem Woodbine, one of the stars of the show, mm-hmm. which which was amazing because he's been in a lot of films that I've really enjoyed, mm-hmm. like Life and, and and Jason's Lyric being one of them. But um, yeah, he's such a great actor. And, and I was reading the comments from the video and people were just like, oh, they're so professional today. Yeah, I saw that. And you know, here's the deal. <laughs> what do you want from us, motherfuckers? <laughs> we are professional. What people have to understand is you're literally a part of our living room conversation. Mm-hmm. This is like friends just sitting here talking. I am not Barbara Walters or Walter Con- Concrite. Cronkite. <laughs> Cronkite. Whatever that nigga's name is, he's dead too. <laughs> I ain't them. I'm me. Mm-hmm. You know? And so uh, I just find it funny because I read the comments. Like they love me. They miss me like a motherfucker when I'm gone. Then as soon as I'm back, they're like, I don't like him. That's happened. That's for all three of us though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's for all three of us. Yeah. But make sure y'all watch it every Tuesday on USA 10, 9 Central. And then you can see your boy. You know, I watched. I watched the majority of it. Here we go. You're not in it that much. Uh, that was the one. First off, yeah, I mean, God bless for, you. God I'm bless in, you for getting paid for don't it. Don't you take away that boy's I'm blessing. Not. Oh, get, I know. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. Somebody's I'm been accused me of crushing off, his dreams. I'm sorry. I'm in four episodes, and the the only episode that they put up in the screeners was my introduction. Yes. Episode of yes. my character. Episode six. Well, I yes. hope you have a lot more lines because, damn it, I'm rooting for you. you We're all about? rooting for I'm you. I'm a very important piece of this puzzle. Are you really? I can't, yes. I, I, I can't wait to see because in episode seven, you just. I'm not in episode seven. Are you I'm the not, reason you why Tupac I mean, and Big Ear oh, did? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have much in seven, but eight and nine? Oh, man. Okay, so eight and nine, I oh, have man. not seen that. They're so, not, yeah, eight okay. and nine. Yeah. Okay, and so, six. So, can I say something, please? Um, I have to tell a funny story. So for those of you that follow me, if you're my fan and you've been following me or just a friend or family or anything, if you know me and you follow me or you follow my life, one consistent thing is that every Saturday and Sunday I am binge watching Law and Order. I don't give a fuck if it's oh, for if, God's I've, sake. if I've seen the Law and Order episode, I will watch it again <sighs> because Stabler 
and Benson are just, they're like family members. I know them. I know I'm going to preface this conversation with you're a fucking dick. How about that one? <laughs> okay, so let me tell you what happened at the premiere. I don't know if I told you this. So we're at the premiere party. Before the premiere party, we had hosted, like I said, the USA Network conversation with Bukim. And backstage, we were sipping on some champagne and doing our pre-interview. And Melissa was going on and on and on with USA Network about how much she loves Law guy, and Order. Law and Order. And SVU. the guy that, let me let me tell the story because I'm going to tell it way funnier than you. Mm. The guy Stabler. What's his real name now? Chris his name Benson. Is, nope. Chris Benson, really. Who's Chris her Benson? Her name is Olivia Benson. That's her character. Oh, That's Mariska Hargaday. <laughs> What's and the boy's his real name, name yes. is Christopher Maloney. Okay. I am a fan. Okay, Christopher Maloney, who plays Detective Stabler on Law and Order, SVU. So anyway, she's talking about how much she's a fan and she loves him and she loved him in all these different things. And the USA Network, they're eating it all up because she's just it's true. She's selling it. Okay, so fast forward. A couple of days later, we're at the premiere party. We're sitting at the bar. Really plush party. Really nice. They did a really good job. Spent a lot of money. And I'm at the bar and Detective Stabler standing there. So I'm like, oh, my God, there's Stabler. So I'm trying to figure out how I can go over and introduce myself to him and have a fan moment because I'm a fan of SVU. In a weird way, I don't know what happened. Here comes Melissa Ford. I'm like, oh, shit, Melissa's there. So instead of telling her, turn around, Stabler's there, I figure I'm going to surprise her. So I go, hey, Melissa. I, I can't go, wait to um, see how you show that. Because I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I said, Melissa. And I turned her around. And she's looking at Stabler. And I'm like, look. And, he, and he's looking at her. He's looking at me. And there's a woman with him standing between us looking at all of us like, what the fuck's going on? And, and Melissa's staring at him with a, a sense of confusion on her face. And I go, look, look what is. And the, the man's not uncomfortable or anything at all because he's being treated like goldfish. Well, he's just staring at you. Yeah, exactly. I'm staring. I'm like. And she's not looking at him with any sense of interest to figure out who it is. Meanwhile, his face is, his hand is on his face. Covering I don't remember up. that part. His hand was on his face. So, it was literally so then, like this. So all I see are eyes and this guy with like graying hair. And I have no context. I'm like. So it's completely awkward. <laughs> Melissa's not figuring out who it is. She's not having a fan moment. She's not excited. She's completely over the whole interaction. So I leaned over in her ear and I go, that's Detective Stabler. And she looks at me and then she looks at him and she says, you look a lot different. He did. She was drunk at this moment. I, I was know. not. No, no, I wasn't. Had, I was not She was drunk. getting her first drink. I hadn't even had a, my first cocktail. But, I was. But, but she told him. You, you look so you look different. So different, and, and then and then he just walked away. Exactly, I would too. I was. Like, it was the most awkward moment, and fuck you for that. Okay, and furthermore, he hasn't been stabler in like seven years. So the man is aged seven years, and he's also on a show called Happy on the Sci Fi Network. He wasn't happy that night. <laughs> he he plays a psychotic ex cop on that shit. Okay, so he exactly. So he looks. He looks more like he did in Oz than he did as Stabler. So he just did not look the did same. Did you enjoy and meeting I wasn't, him? And I wasn't prepared. No, I didn't fucking enjoy meeting him at that time. And he didn't enjoy meeting me. This shit fucking sucks. I know who she did enjoy meeting. <laughs> who? Josh Dermell. You can't even pronounce. You were on the show with him and you can't even pronounce okay, his name. Okay, I don't know what it is. If it's your tongue or if it's the roof of your mouth or you just didn't read past the seventh grade. But nigga, you need to start articulating your words. Josh well, we Dumel. We, we did that thing. Wanna, I, wait, I watched it yesterday. <clears throat> I'm going to continue to be Giovanni. <laughs> no, please. Is dyslexic and ignorant as it sounds? Okay. <laughs> I'm wait, on the live broadcast, did you see the part where we were doing the panel and you said the deaf of me? 
I and, and I looked at you, and man, you just giggled. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we had our own little shady giggle. Like, did that nigga really just? That's why people love me because I'm not trying to be so goddamn Einstein. smart. Yeah, you're I'm, not I'm trying. Being, you're doing a no, great job. I'm being me. And I love it. I right, love every but, bit but of it. You're, you're, you but when I get be. in front of them suits, trust me, I know how to cut it on. Okay. Can trust. we just say that you definitely had to know that it wasn't the death of you because to be the death of you would be, you would be dead. <laughs> I know that. So what part are you talking about? So anyway, back to, uh, you. back to, uh, you running stabler off. I mean, next time be a little nicer. Jesus. I could punch you right in the fucking face, okay? And so could he. He was like, why is this happening to me right now? And it was dark. And I looked at the lady and I go, sorry, she didn't recognize. <laughs> that they was so up. mean. Was it? It was mean. I don't think so. I it thought was, it was funny. No, yeah, you thought it was funny. Everybody else was like, I want to just crawl into a hole and die right now. This well, sucks. Sorry about that, dude. Yeah. Uh, still love you on SVU. Anyways, the party itself was great. <laughs> I had at great. least five fried chicken sliders. So yesterday I go to the gym to work out for the first time in about 20 years. With Hino. With Hollywood Hino. <laughs> and he told me two things about both of you that I thought were very revealing. One, he told me you were a goddamn hater. Said that you didn't think I was going to come. I did not think you were going to show up. Why did you doubt me? B- After a while and out, you doubted me? I'm a whole new motherfucker. I, I'm a whole new nigga in these streets. I, I doubted talents. you. I d- I'm sorry. I doubted you because you guys have looked at my workouts with Hino and you were like, uh-uh, that's too much. Uh-uh, that's too much. Both of you have said the same thing. So I was like, you ain't going to show. Well, I will say it was, a, it was a good workout. I love, you know, with me, it all has to, it, uh, the temperament of the trainer matters. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be no coach yelling and screaming at Hino's me. Hino's funny as hell. Because <clears> I will <throat> definitely say, fuck you. Yeah. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's cool. Uh, he was definitely cracking jokes. And he also said that you were supposed to come several times and have faked on him. No, I, I, I didn't fake or flake on him. I flaked on him accidentally because of a situation that it was a barter system that I'm still okay. trying to get to happen. Yeah, but uh, he, if you, yeah. he said he's told you many times to come and you haven't come. Are you, yeah, are but you afraid? I, he wants me to come for a specific Thank reason. You. And I just haven't had it happen yet. But it's going to happen. I'm mm-hmm. going. You don't need that to go. You can pay him and go work with him. You know that, right? Definitely not pay him. Mm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, well, it was a good workout. Um, other than that, I've been chilling. I'm so excited about Wildin' Out coming out. I want to tell everybody the shenanigans that I've been doing on the show. No, you can't. But I can't. This, and this, uh, and, and I heard much. season 12 is going to be filming in Atlanta. So I hope I get to go back for season 12 because then mm-hmm. I get to spend time in Atlanta. Well, that'd be dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun Nick, with it. Nick, come on, man. Get some funny people on there, man. Fuck all these Instagram influencers. <laughs> he got funny people. He got me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, after um, Floyd's party, I went to ABFF Awards. Nice. How was that? That was <clears throat> magical. It really was. I mean, Black Panther has had this incredible effect on everybody. And it just like the energy in the room was just like you could feel it. It just was. I mean, they honored Billy D. Williams. Angela Bassett was there, my spirit animal, Ava DuVernay. The room was just filled with just so many, you know, just so much history. And it was amazing. And everybody looked amazing. And I mean, people were literally greeting each other with X's on their chest. For, for people that don't so know what dope. ABFF is. Oh, American Black Film Festival uh, honors. So the festival happens every year in Miami in like the middle of June. And uh you know, filmmakers like um, Will Packer have gotten their start there. I remember when he was there back in 2001 when it was Nacapulco peddling his wares and, you know, he had Rainforest films and now his films have grossed like a billion dollars. So 
you know, actors, actresses, screenwriters, directors, producers, they uh, black folks have literally, literally gotten their start because of ABFF. If it's, somebody would have came up to me talking about, uh, I'd have been like, I'm from Stockton. Don't do that. <laughs> you, that's a gang sign where I'm from. I get it. The Wakanda this is movement. a gang sign. Yeah. Where you know, you th- last time I was here, I said that I was not going to support <clears throat> Black Panther. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I ended up being tricked into going mm-hmm. because Floyd rented out the theater and I happened to be at the house. So I just went and you enjoyed it. I know the movie. The movie is amazing. Yes. I, I will say the movie is amazing. Michael B. Jordan looks amazing in the film. Everybody looks amazing in the film. Michael B. Jordan looked better than everybody else. Angela I mean, Bassett. I mean, in terms of men, yeah. women, Angela Bassett, I mean, hands down, yeah. she's, we have to share the same birthdays. So of course, she's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I love her with them dress. She looked really good. Yeah. She looked, she looked great. Angela's amazing. I bet uh, you I'll be in Black Panther too. But Michael B. Jordan was That's annoying as fuck. <laughs> he what? He, his character was annoying as but hell. But that means he's, he's doing his job as an actor. Yeah, he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, glad was that, I was glad that he died though, huh? <laughs> For anybody that hasn't seen the movie, sorry. Oh, they had, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right, well, there you turn the camera on me. Oh, uh, nigga. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good film. I didn't get my money, but it was a good film. (laughs) You were celebrated with joy when he died. How you gonna come out of nowhere trying to take over the kingdom? He needed to die. You should know about that. What are you talking about? Everybody should come out of nowhere trying to take over. Well, I'm saying I'm trying to take over my lane. I didn't go into their house. That boy came (laughs) back into their house. Found out that his family then killed no, his dad. Stop spoiling it for then, people. You were oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler if, if you, alert. If you, if you ain't watched it by now, it's out of theater. Oh, I caught whatever you got. <laughs> Same fuck. He kills that shit. Okay, can I just tell you that for Floyd's masquerade birthday party, I bought a mask uh-huh. you know, for masquerade, whatever. But I bought it at the hustler store because I had a lot going on. I had literally landed that. No, I landed the day before, had a party, had somebody in town. It was a lot, it was a lot going on. Wait. It was a different weekend. I was just anyway, at the Hustler store. Mm-hmm. I went to the Hustler store. Mm-hmm. I bought the mask and I found a bell that says ring bell for blowjob. <gasps> so it's sitting on my counter at home now. <laughs> just bing. So I had a house guest in town and I just, <laughs> just kept walking by ringing the bell. Bing. They were like, please stop. Make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> bing. <laughs> it's ring the bell for blowjob. Jason wouldn't <laughs> let me talk to nobody that we mutually knew. Where? At the party? At the, the reserve. Why? Yes. What? Keith, I didn't. I Keith. Know, who? Keith. He, Who's Keith? Tall Keith. I don't. Well, I don't care who about. That? Okay. Keith. Listen, we're gonna keep on Lane. rolling. You can keep on. You can talk to whoever. I just don't like when people. This is what I don't like. You know, I'm. I'm sorry, but motherfuckers <clears throat> are gonna give me my reparations out in these motherfucking streets. If you met a motherfucker through me, you don't give me credit. No, I didn't you saw Keith somebody you. you met through me at a party. I, I even hosted. Keith said it. Keith don't fucking remember the girl he was asleep with him. last week. <laughs> I met him. You at met, the Super, Super no, Bowl party. you did not. You met him at the <clears throat> party with me, Rosa, and Nikki, baby. I can show you the receipts because I at, keep uh, Tiffany's online. Yes, well, I definitely don't remember that. Exa- I got the photos. Don't even try. Right. And like of- everybody you meet through me, you ask him for his phone number because you want to be friends with all my friends. Let me just tell you something. I don't want you to be friends with my friends. Wait. I want you to get your own friends. Wait, 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 wait. wait you heard what wait, I said? What? You want to be friends with my friends? I get it. I I would want to be friends with my friends too. <laughs> Okay. Let's keep going. Let's keep well, going. Speaking, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of being intoxicated, so after oh, the ABFF God. Awards, <clears throat> I came home. I don't really remember how I got home, but I got home. And that's not good. Well, here's what's she really, wasn't driving. Here I was yeah, I was in an Uber. I wasn't driving. 
Um, but here's what's really funny is um, Have I you woke- ever masturbated in an Uber? No. I oh. need my Hitachi in order to masturbate. I don't masturbate <laughs> with my hands. Just wonder because I'd be watching. And I got to plug my Hitachi in. My, my Hitachi almost set my apartment on fire. Is that the one okay, like, uh, finish your story about going home from ABA. Sorry for me throwing you off. And the Hitachi sounds like something you should be grilling a hot dog. Hibachi, <laughs> <laughs> Hitachi, whatever. I mean, you know, you get it. Anyways, so I wake up to firemen in my apartment. And I'm in a cheetah print robe. And I said, who the fuck are you guys? How'd they get in? I don't know, but they were in my apartment. I was like, why are you here? What's that smell? They knew that pussy needed a fire Fuck to be put no. out. Fuck no. I can't. Oh no, that's, that's evil. No, I came home and I started cooking rice-a-roni and I fell asleep. Oh, you fell asleep. Oh, that's happened to me so many times. Rice-a-roni is so good. I know. I was so hungry because I was so Where was Daisy at? Drunk. Thank God she was at the sitters because seriously, <laughs> she would have lost her shit. She'd be like, this drunk is going to kill us all. <laughs> So these firemen are walking through my apartment, like opening up windows. Oh my God. I don't know how they got in. I don't know who called them. I don't know anything. Instant there is this, sober. There's this, huh? sobriety. Instant sobriety when you woke up. No, no, it wasn't. You it, was still lit. I was still lit. So once they finally left, apparently I changed robes and passed <laughs> out in my bed. Not and, put on, okay. And woke up and all the lights are on and I'm like, that smell and then it all came back to me i was like i need aa you should probably stop drinking i might need to okay so i forgot one more thing so floyd had a skating party that i went to for his birthday Mm -hmm. and uh drake and french montana and Lil mama came Mm -hmm. and um it was funny because drake is i'm in the room and drake walks up and he's like what's up bro i'm like what's up you know i'm gonna try to get him on the show i doubt he's gonna ever do Mm -hmm. it because he's looking at me like don't even ask me about the show but he's like, congratulations on everything. I'm like, you too. Why is he skating in rollerblades? <laughs> That's the Canadian thing. Yeah. He was killing it though. Yeah. But he, Drake is big now. Like yeah. he's he's been bulking up or something. He's he's big. Yeah, it's a Canadian thing. Yeah. I roller skate and rollerblades. On the other hand, French is slimmed down. Skate and rollerblades. Mm. French is slimmed down. And French looked really, really good in terms of like his his gear. Mm-hmm. So my boy goes, damn, where's he going after this? I'm like, that's just how he dresses. He dresses <laughs> like he got money now. It's where probably Lent. It is oh, Lent. Yeah, so yeah. he's probably, um, what is Not it? Not eating. Yeah. From Sunday. It's up, Ramadan, sundown. right. Yeah, that's how he started. That's when I asked him at Puffs last time, how did mm-hmm. he lose all the weight? He said Ramadan. So, so far his dick hits the internet and I go straight to my phone and I text him. I said, hey, hey big, big head. head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, big head. <laughs> and I have to tell you, the, the text message was so funny and Safari doesn't care, but I'm going to read it. Okay. I said to him, so I sent him a picture of, uh, and I said, who leaked your nudes? And then he said, what the fuck? And I sent him the video of his dick. And then he said, and I said, <laughs> I said, it's beautiful <laughs> oh, with, with heart eyes and then, and then crying eyes. And he said, my fucking phone has millions of messages. Ha, ha, ha. And he says, and you're gay as fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, so I was a maniac. And, then I, and then I said, hey, big head. It's, anyway. Uh, yeah. So what did you think? Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't you? seen the video. I just saw a screenshot. Oh, you haven't? So maybe the video uh, oh, I got it for you right here. All right. There you go. Let me really? <laughs> ended up right where God ended up right where God wanted. Yo, I'm so tired of hearing about this shit. Like, Safari, that's my homie. I do not care, wish. I have not seen anything. If I even see a hashtag, I immediately scroll Can we call Safari shit. on this phone? Why is it only three seconds? No. I like, don't know. It's I, I can't wait. Get. I can't wait for the shit to die down. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember Safari gave you his number. Did he ever? He never and sent Safari, you a photo? Look, he Saf- never sent me any dick pics. I'm gonna say this, Safari. You leaked your shit because your song is on charting on iTunes right yeah, now. Yeah, but he's he's kind of admitted that he's leaked it on the on the Breakfast Club. He's mm. not denying it. I mean, he's listen. He has something to be proud of. And people are talking about them. Season whatever of Love and Hip Hop New York just wrapped. They just had the reunion and the show. And this season was whack. And so for him to come back, you got to be talked about. Mm. He's smart. He's getting his money. I saw Mona last night. Okay, what that mean? I'm just since we talking that ain't about my Love, mammy. Since we talking about loving hip hop, okay, well, we ain't talking nice. about Mona, so let's keep it moving. Well, I saw last um, night. As far as uh, Safari's dick goes, back to that. Um, I think it's amazing that he's been able to keep himself relevant. But what do you think? I mean, I kind of personally think that all this thought and for attention is it's not going to last forever. Uh, why? Why would it? I mean, you've seen his dick now. What else is there? Oh. Sex well, tape. from the comments, people want to continue to see his dick. Maybe okay. he's got a career in But porn. I mean, what, you just going to keep dropping your dick every time you have a song? <laughs> I mean, that stopped working for the game. So at some point, that's not going to work. Mm. Well, Keep putting out good music. I mean, it, it was always rumored that he had an Anna fucking Conda in his pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Anna Conda, J-Lo was great in that movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hilarious. Her and Ice Cube were in the movie Anaconda. Oh yeah, okay. a long time ago. Yeah, but um, so so yeah. Would you ever leak your nudes, Melissa? Like you're, you know, now that you're not doing that, you know, the videos and stuff anymore. Would you leak your nudes? Um, uh, no. You wouldn't. Nope. Would you ever release a sex tape? Nope. Would you ever do a sex tape? Duh. Professionally. Uh, for what? Like I... with you and Drake. Oh my God! What? Or like you and Kevin Durant. Why? Why those Not two? Not Kevin Durant. No. Okay, you and um, what's the you and um, Michael Serbi Baca. What? Okay, Serge. are you just are you just like literally just pulling names, names out yeah. of the hat? Okay, no, no. So I would you and a celebrity guy? Would you and a celebrity guy if he wanted to do a sex tape and drop it? Would you do it? No. Why? I don't know because I just like value herself. I, yeah, I, I guess that's what it is. I, I I value myself, and I think that that stuff should be kind of kept you know behind closed doors and but you enjoyed looking at safari's dick a minute ago i mean who the fuck didn't right so people would enjoy looking at your body i'm sure they would it is highly enjoyable to look at my body (laughs) my shit is crazy (laughs) but um you know i mean i'm tempted sometimes like i I got a lot of pictures in my phone if i lost this fucker well we need this show to get picked up pass your phone to geo (laughs) no (laughs) fuck no no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. so the yes. question is, how big is too big? Is Safari's dick too big? Yeah, that, like- now he looks like he's going to rearrange your organs. Not that does not look like fun to me. That looks like a fucking urinary tract infection with a bladder infection attached to that. So you would never fuck with a dick Mm-mm, that big? Nope. I, I, it's size after a certain point is like okay, it's just a fucking waste. So it's too big. It's, it to me, it looks it looks too big to be enjoyable. Like I would have to be so high in order to deal with that so that's a no for me dog <laughs> not randy jackson <laughs> but now it just makes me wonder what does Nicki minaj's pussy look like now because he was beating that thing up fucking for years. meat curtains Nicki minaj put that pussy online because we got to see it i'm sorry not meat curtains. i don't know i don't know because that that's gotta it's gotta be some wear and tear and if, that goes and if, along with that and shit. And if bitches don't want it, Safari, go take that dick to West Hollywood because them niggas out there, they can take it all. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it looks like he he looked like he was oiled up with his own coconut oil. Probably was. I don't know what the fuck he no was doing. Nigga looked like he was changing changing tires. And or he's something. very <laughs> manscaped, very <laughs> manscaped. Like I didn't listen. See he any hair. that was not an accidental leak. That motherfucker yeah. pre- primped and prepped. And <laughs> had a whole he waxed, <laughs> he waxed and lasered. Well, shout and out shit. to him. Okay, yeah. so Giovanni, how big is too big? Oh, God. I don't even want to hear this. I don't even want to fucking hear this shit. Well, from the, the you know, <clears throat> I always get the Heisman arm. What does that mean? When the girl. The Heisman, the, like that, oh, pushing pushing against yeah. his chest. Here's my question. When you're having sex with a girl or a guy and they're saying, please stop, please stop, and you're they're pushing you away, and you, and you know, none of us stop. Like, we, like, ain't no man. And if you're watching this talking about you pulled out, you a bitch. Nobody is pulled out when they've been told to stop. Is that rape? It's rapey. L- y- yes, rapey. Is it really? <laughs> Absolutely. So we're all rapey? <laughs> if somebody tell you to stop and you keep going. Okay, I had somebody recently spend the night in my house. Mm-hmm. And they came over at 3.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. When you come over at 3.30 in the morning, we were just at the club. We were all drinking. You're at my house at 3.30 in the morning. My house is very cute, by the way. You um, got a nice house. Thank you. Um, when you're, 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 It's 3.30 <clears throat> in the morning. What do you expect to happen? We're not going to start knitting. Right. Or watching the Golden Girls. I'm going to fuck how gay we are. But I just don't like when you come over and now the dick's in your mouth and now you're trying to explain to me how you're not this type of person. I don't like that. Be that type of person. I love that. If you're a 3.30 a.m. dick-sucking motherfucker, you need to be that 3.30 a.m. dick-sucking motherfucker when you get to my house. I love when girls be like, well, we ain't doing nothing. Come over there. Can I just say this? If you ever say to somebody, this is the first time I've ever done it, you're a motherfucking lie. As soon as somebody uh, say, I never did this before, that's a lie. Ain't no girl ever told me that. I already know what these was in these streets. Okay. But Melissa, come what, mm. in the morning. What else is going on? You're getting it. Mm. All right. Well, Young Thug has changed his name to sex. And he said he's quitting music for a year. So his brother's lost his hearing. Okay. 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 So now I get it. His brother's lost his hearing. So why rename so, your name sex? But yeah, I don't get the correlation of <laughs> when, sex. When Prince renamed his name symbol. Slave. It, sl- oh, well, he put slave well, on his face, his face and renamed and himself symbol. Yeah. It was because he was symbolizing how he was being oppressed and enslaved by his label. Yes. Over his uh, music rights. Right. So I don't understand this. Maybe he felt like he got fucked somewhere. <laughs> like fucked over. Yeah. You know? mm, mm, that's not sex. If I felt like I got that's fucked, rape. I would say my name is sex. That's rape. No, oh, if God. somebody fucked me over, yeah. and I felt fucked, yeah, the metaphor. But that would be so. That would be sex. sex. Yeah, because I got fucked. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> this show is. You're making it make sense, I guess, okay. but it's just not. Um. So. Okay. Well. Good. 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 Um. Good luck to you, sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could change your name to anything, what would it be, Melissa? If you could change your name to anything. Oh my God. Well, I mean, girls, we get to like really kind of delve into that fantasy whenever we go out and we want to give a fake name to a guy. So I've been everything from like Phoebe to Penelope. You look like a Phoebe. And a Penelope. I don't look like a fucking Phoebe or Penelope. Okay, I was going through a white girl stage. You look like Elizabeth. I look like Elizabeth. Mm. I've been Samantha. Um, Samantha. Yeah. You look like a Laquasia. I do not look like a fucking Laquasia, <laughs> but I have been Quita. Okay. Um, yeah, so like I've given you like. Don't look like no Laquasia. <laughs> Laquasia. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've said my name was Blank. 
Um, blank? <laughs> yes. Blank, wow. motherfucker. Blank, okay? That's what do you hilarious. do for a living? I work for the CIA and I'm a professional dog walker, okay? Walk away. Fuck off. Just when somebody comes up and talks to you, just don't say, you look very different. <laughs> I can't. I'm just, you know what, what pisses me off about that is I'm so much more charismatic than that moment. In that moment, I was a fucking deer in the headlights. He will always remember you. <laughs> Side note, Fergie. Side note, Fergie. She was trying to fuck your man. I was not trying to fuck her man. Do not say that. He's very attractive. After she fucked up that national anthem, that bitch is gonna donate him to the goddamn community. Fuck Fergie (laughs) and that goddamn voice. (laughs) Shit, I know what she was trying to. No, let me just talk about Fergie and that singing. That let me tell you. This is what I had to tell myself. There ain't no way in hell she rehearsed it that way and said, this is going to bring our country together. She you got know what jazzy she said? with that you shit. You know what she said? She said, <laughs> yeah. no, that, that bitch didn't get jazzy. Really Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. No, no it's not Marilyn monroe Marilyn Monroe is dead, and so is her voice on a goddamn song. Let me tell you what she said. She said, I'm going to say fuck Trump. This is how I'm going to say fuck Trump, because I'm not going to kneel, you know, because the bitch had a little prostitute dress on. She wasn't going to get her oh knees dirty. Gosh. But she said... And when I say bitch, Fergie, you know I love you. I've met Fergie before. She's uh, she's amazing. She's everything. Uh, she's everything but being able to sing the national anthem because bitch fucked that shit up. She probably was a little lit. No, she was. She just and and the worst part about it was Beyonce was <laughs> sitting in the room. Like Whitney Houston has done it well. She has the best one. Marvin Gaye has done it he well. Has a dope one. Beyonce's done it well. Beyonce's mm-hmm. sitting in the room and you saying what that thing saying. But here's the deal: bringing it all back to Melissa Ford. She tried to fuck your man. I did not. I did not. <laughs> she okay? complimented. He was a handsome man. Uh, that was it. Yeah, he's a little skinny. He's a little skinny for my liking. Yeah, but he's. He's good looking though. He's very attractive. Okay. Very attractive. But you guys had a better better moment than the uh, stabler. Yes. Yes, we fucking. <laughs> what did. What would you change your name to? Um, douche. <laughs> That's it a already good one. fucking is okay. Add because bag it, because to it, that because it kind of applies already. You know, personality wise, I'm a douche. Uh, Yo, by the way, and, and I can clean you out. Oh god. <laughs> by the way, this is how much a douche he was when I was at his house recording the ads. I was drinking up all his liquor. <laughs> Jason said, I tried to be a good house guest and put the glass in the sink and wash it out. He said, I don't need you to do that and get the hell out of my house. <laughs> Kick me out of this goddamn because house. <laughs> who comes to a person's house, goes into their cabinet, and drinks four glasses of Ciroc straight while they're trying to record advertisements? I was ready for this nigga to get out of my house. This is why I don't let people in my house because, first of all, my Yo. shit... I'm trying to keep my shit looking new. I had a guest in my house two weeks ago. <laughs> this motherfucker smoked some blunts on the balcony, drinking and all this and that. And then he brought the glass back into the living room and he sat on my couch. I said, listen, with that couch, <laughs> I don't want no liquor. I don't want no drinks in my living room. So why don't you come drink in the kitchen? Oh, you tripping. You tripping. You know I know I'm doing tripping. It's not like a and, nigga. It's not like a hood nigga. And then he spilt it on my couch. Mm. So when I went to go mm. sit on the couch, just chase it. And the couch, is, the couch is white, right? <laughs> the couch is like... T- and yeah, yeah. It's, it's light. That it's, was the funniest shit ever. He said, I don't need to do that and get the hell out of my goddamn house. Yeah, that's what is hilarious. I can help but laugh. Put it in and get out. I can't. And so douche would, douche would be my yes. name. Douche would. And I'd live up to it. Yeah, you yeah. would. You do and you would. You know, our show delves into a lot of craziness, but there's a lot of really important things going on in the world that we want to make sure everybody's talking about and that we mm-hmm. keep talking about because we haven't been together as a <clears throat> trio in a while. And mm-hmm. so go ahead. Well, um, the students at um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, have returned to class today. Um, 
And it's been two weeks since the shooting occurred where 17 people lost their lives. Um, Nicholas Cruz opened fire and fatally shot 17 people in a mass shooting. Um, what is it, like the 18th school shooting in this, this year? year. Yeah. And it's, we haven't even hit March, and that's insane. Um, and <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like, can you imagine having to go back to class? After that. After seeing your classmates' bodies dead, covered in blood. Like, that's a level of trauma that you just never get over. So two weeks later, you're expected to go back to class and to resume your studies. There's nothing normal about this situation. I'm sure there's a lot of therapy going on. So back in the 1980s, um, my mother had fallen on hard times Mm -hmm. and drugs, and Mm -hmm. I told the story here before. Anyway, I ended up in a group home. Mm -hmm. And the group home was called the Children's Home of Stockton. It was really the biggest group home in in our city. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember coming home from school one day. I was 10 years old, and they sat us down. Uh, this this counselor of ours named Johan sat us down and he told us about an incident that had happened in Stockton. It was a school shooting. It was one of the first, you know, we didn't have social media back in 1987 mm-hmm. or 89 mm-hmm. or whatever. I think 87. And um, and so he sat us down to talk to us about the school, sh- school shooting. This guy named Patrick Purdy, white man, a, a former army person, uh, had driven his station wagon to Cleveland Elementary School. He... Uh, blew the car up on the side of the street. So all the kids and staff ran outside to see what the fuck the sound was. No. And he was on the uh, playground with an AK-47. He shot all these kids. He shot, he killed, I want to say he killed like seven people, one teacher and six students, and then wounded 35 people. That's insane. My stepmother at the time was one of the teachers, Mary, and uh, she had just, I mean, it was real graphic. She said there was like brains on her wall. There were like kids just shot everywhere. And there, there was no drill in place because we had never had a school shooting. We, mm-hmm. I had never even heard of nothing mm-hmm. like that. Long story short, this is something that a lot of people don't know about, is Michael Jackson heard about the story and drove to Stockton mm-hmm. and went to the school. They went back to school like the next week. Mm-hmm. They didn't take two weeks off. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, they held assemblies and he went classroom to classroom. He went to the assembly. He brought all the kids a gift. He basically told them that, you know, to continue to have the courage to go to school. And then he went to the hospital and visited all the people who had been wounded, mm-hmm. pay, paid for all their medical bills, and then paid for all the funerals of all the people that died. Wow. That's incredible. And didn't want any recognition for it. And, you know, the city uh, never recognized him for that, which I thought was crazy. But. Mm-hmm. Just the trauma in our community, even till this day when this Parkland shooting happened, it was mm-hmm. all over Facebook of people mm-hmm. reliving mm-hmm. the Cleveland Elementary shooting. Mm-hmm. And the school was predominantly Asian, so he was there to kill these Asian kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really crazy. So I could only imagine having gone through something that traumatic and then just have to be back and still <clears throat> look at, like, that's the building where he killed this person. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, yeah, it's insane. I mean, just when you're... When you're a young person, death is just, you feel a sense of immortality. You know what I mean? So that kind of situation, I feel like, would really just, would be so jarring to you that you really actually, there's no way to recover from it. You know, you can get, possibly try to get past it and move forward, but it's always going to be, you know, like, it's changed the fabric of who you are. It reshapes you, for sure. Exactly. And, you know, like, I I, got to give kudos to the kids at this school because they were literally, like, they weren't just survivors. They are warriors. They are Mm. like, no, this is unacceptable, you know? And I just can't stand how the conversation just keeps getting changed. First, it's a mental health issue, but yet government wants to take away funding towards mental health, you know, um, facilities and, 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 uh, you know, 
programs, et cetera. So it's just like, so if it's a mental health issue, but you want to take money away, so then you don't want to help the problem. And then the NRA, like there's a spokeswoman for the NRA and she basically went on record as saying, um, many in legacy media love mass shootings. You guys love it. Now, I'm not saying that you love the tragedy, but I'm saying that you love the ratings. Crying white mothers are ratings gold to you. This woman should... I mean, be shot. I, I was <laughs> just about to say that, but I didn't want to. No, well, I did. Fuck it. Um, you know, the thing that's that's really sad, too, is that um, Donald Trump has used this tragedy as a way of politicizing his inability to be effective in the White House. Oh, but wait. No. Did you see how he said that he would if he was there, he would have gone into the school <laughs> unarmed and he would have stopped well, the gunman. I'm like, OK, five time dodge, dra- uh, you know, draft dodger with your bone spurs. Fuck out of here. Would Michael Rappaport call you, you little hooker? <laughs> well, I think that, um, you know, unfortunately, tragedies. That tragedy's already happened. I wish there was a way we could send Trump into a tragedy like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't. But, um, you know, it was sad to hear, like, the police officer that was there to yeah. protect and the guys. did nothing. Didn't go into the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was just miss, missed opportunities. The FBI got a warning about the guy, never looked into him. But you know what I find funny? More than one. You know what I find funny is that all these shootings, and not to be racist, but, mm-hmm. you know, all these mass shootings, the church, I forgot what. Dylan Roof. Not Dylan Roof, the other oh. church where the guy came in and killed all the people just recently. Uh, oh, um, oh God, what was in that, that one? really small city? Right, um, I know what you're talking okay. about. Okay, well, 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 whatever mm-hmm. we we can find that, but but all of these things have one thing in common, and it's crazy as little white kids. Now, here's my question: Why aren't they terrorists? Why aren't we labeling them terrorism? Mm-hmm. Terrorists? I find it really funny. Like you know, what people don't really realize is that racism is real. And we can continue to talk about racism in a way of educating people on how mm-hmm. real it is. Because there's there was a time where, like, I was not, I don't want to say ignorant to racism, but I was just having been raised by a white mom and having a black dad and having a blended family. I grew up very open to just, you're an asshole. It yeah. ain't got nothing to do with race. You're exactly. an asshole. Exactly. You're a fuckhead. But, yeah. or, or you're a douche. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but now when I really take a step back and you look at it, Racism is really real. The woman that just did the interview where she said LeBron James should just dribble a ball and not mm-hmm. have an opinion on political mm-hmm. matters. Mm-hmm. Like it shows you like no matter how big Fox you News. are, a Floyd Mayweather, no matter yeah. how successful you are, you will still always be that nigga that shouldn't have an opinion. Right. Yeah. So when I look at how Donald Trump has overly politicized this opportunity, um what what the the negativeness that I have towards it all is that I'm mad at a lot of people in this country that elected this son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Some of our friends, by the way, mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, I'm so excited as a former union organizer to see the mobilization happening with these kids mm-hmm. that are uh, that are going to be marching uh, in Washington. And, and I want March twenty fourth, March twenty fourth, yeah. And the fact that these young kids are mobilizing, they're going mm-hmm. to town halls, they're asking the questions that people need to hear, and it's turning more younger people onto what's happening. And we, you know, at Hollywood a lot, we don't just post Kim Kardashian every day like they think we do. Mm-hmm. We do post her too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do try to t- stay on top of what's happening politically because this 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 country, this world is going to be inherited by these people. Mm-hmm. That, uh, unfortunately, you know, have to go through these tragedies because our country's too fucking afraid to deal with real shit. Well, there was a town hall meeting where survivors and relatives of survivors have uh, confronted Senator Mark Rubio about his affiliation with the NRA. And, like, the reality of the situation is if somebody can walk into a school and gun down 
26 babies, basically. I'm talking about Sandy Hook. Yeah. And nothing gets done. It's we this this country is broken. And so why doesn't sick. this happen in Canada? Because we have strict gun control laws. Same mm-hmm. with almost every other country in the world, like Australia. There's a, a statistic back. Um, there was like uh, four, you know, shootings in Australia from some. Last one was like in 1996. From that point on, they enacted extremely strict gun laws. And oh yeah, I'm I'm going to Australia tonight. They haven't had a school shooting since. I'm going to Australia tonight, and I plan to ask people, like, what do you think about our country? I'm going to try to get a camera. Just ask, like, what do you think about our country and this shooting? Uh, this going to say I was in Australia last year, and you know what everybody said to me? They were they looked Horrible. at me, and they, no, they looked at me, and they were like, when I said I, I live in L.A., they were like, did you vote for Trump? And it was the precursor to any conversation, because if I did, they were going to walk away from oh, me. I would walk away And from I said, me. A, I'm Canadian, so there, that can't. part, and mm-hmm. two, even if I could vote, Hell the fuck no. So Gio, They're like, okay, cool. So, Jill, you're typically unplugged from stuff like this. Do you have an opinion? Have you been paying attention to what's happening? What is your What are your thoughts? Well, I'm so empathetic. Like, I try to start with, I've been away from social media a little bit. Um, but I did hear about this, and I had read and heard that he was allegedly having problems with a girl, something on Valentine's Day, and kind of. I guess led to this massacre. Yeah, no, it, that's 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 bullshit. That's I know, okay, but I'm just ahead, telling sorry. you what, what uh-huh. allegedly happened. Well, some people, you know, uh, what's it called? A passion, a crime of passion, or what's it called? Passion? Called a crime of passion. What is but yeah, but typically yeah, a crime of passions, is. you go kill that person. Yeah, I know that, but I guess some, you know, some people just can't. But what about but you being a father? You're the only one here that has a kid. Do you ever talk to your kid about? Is yeah, your daughter still in school? I, yes, actually, my daughter called me and asked me, like, Dad, did you hear about what happened? And um, honestly, I mean, she's my daughter's 15, and just like two years ago, uh, one of her friends got shot and killed at Where? 16, back home in Gary, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. So, but my daughter's used to that type of stuff because it happens almost every day in Gary, especially with kids. School is supposed to be a safe place. Super so safe. So for Trump to even come out of his face and make a suggestion that teachers should be armed, are you in? <laughs> I couldn't imagine Miss Woods being uh, armed in the grade. <laughs> I remember she wouldn't let me go to the bathroom, and I pissed all over her floor uh, because she wouldn't let me, and she she could have shot me. Yeah. I mean, no, that's not the more guns are not the answer. Yes, it's not just at all. it's not the answer, and it's just like in, in the situation. What is the big deal with just saying that an AR-15 should not be purchased in our country? Exactly, and it's easy to purchase an AR-15 over here. It's fucking. They were in Walmart, were they not? Dicks. Well, they more than just dicks. Who is now decided that they're no longer going to? Since sell we're talking that gun. about dicks, yes, let's talk uh, about dicks. Dick Sporting Good has decided <laughs> to no longer carry AR-15s or assault rifles. They abandoned them and they've raised the age limit to 21. I think so that that's socially responsible. I now responsible. personally will be shopping at Dicks. I'm going to go to Dicks every day and see <laughs> and see what they got at Dicks. I shop at Dicks for all my. <laughs> You know. Dicks will get you what you need. <laughs> you just gotta oh, have God. faith. Came up with but you this gotta, story. But, you, but the thing about it is, you gotta We're find the right dicks up. because there's dicks all over, and We're there's the there's awful. the big that you know. I've been to the big dicks, and inside the big dicks, you can get <laughs> swimwear, you can get uh, skating shit, you, you can, can get, get masks, yeah, all, all the things yeah. you need on your face. Right at dicks. <laughs> what about go. small dicks? No, we don't go to small dicks. <laughs> small dicks ain't gonna get you through. 
God, I'm helpless. Because the bottom line is, once you go to the small dick, you don't realize you got to go to the big dick. Don't, don't judge us, Because they ain't got people. it at the small dick. Because they ain't got it at the small dick. That's we, hilarious. We just, um, we, I see what you did there. We couldn't help ourselves. You know, it's, 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 it sucks. Dicks. So go get some dicks, y'all. Yeah. I mean, go to, go to dicks and shop and support th- people and, and companies that support... Uh, things that matter and that keeps keeps kids safe. And so, all just all jokes aside, yeah. I mean, think about it. And this is why when people come to me and say you ain't gonna have no kids, look at what world they're inheriting. Mm-hmm. Who wants to yeah. leave knowing their kid has to go to a school and go through a code red drill on how to dodge bullets? But that's the crazy part is the kids had ju- the kids at Parkland had just been going through that kind of drill, and so when the whole the whole situation was happening. They thought it was part of the drill. Yeah, it was sad. I mean, that is, that's that's just, that's the irony of the tragedy, you know? Well, the other irony is that I, for your birthday, I'm going to get you a dicks uh, card. <laughs> a little <laughs> gift card so you can go get you some a dicks. A gift card to dicks. So listen, it's Black History Month. Shout out to all my Afro-Americans out there and everybody that's not African-American but still celebrating with us because you feel like you're part of the family. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk about this. You know, NYU is they have some interesting shit going on up there for Black History Month. Yeah. So um, a cafeteria menu at New York uh, University has offended students and staff after a student posted her opinion about the menu. Um, and what so was on the menu? The menu offered. Sounds good, though. I, I was about to say the same thing. OK, <laughs> it's barbecue ribs, cornbread, greens, Kool-Aid and watermelon flavored water. Mm, stuff all your grandma cooks on uh, Easter. The mm. last two sounds so damn gra- bad. I, I don't, I, my grandmothers were dead before I was born. So. Mm, cool. Sorry. Yes, I know it sucks. Um, so what happened? Why is everybody so anyways, up in arms? This, um, after making complaints, this uh, young girl by the name of Nia Harris posted on her Facebook page that the head chef was dismissive of her complaints and explained to her that two black employees created the menu. I mean. Well, that sound like a nigga created it. Can I just say that yeah. I would not be mad. At the menu. Now, I would have been mad at the watermelon water and the and the and the what kind of cool and the Kool Aid. Nah, I'd be more mad at the watermelon water. Watermelon flavored water. Why? I put watermelon in my water. I put a whole bunch of fruit in my. Well, water. I've made it a practice of mine to not eat watermelon in public. I love watermelon. Fuck what you heard. So it's you gonna just... stand on the corner and eat watermelon in public? <laughs> yes, all summer long. <laughs> Looking like Looking like a big old coon. Right. <laughs> well, guess what? I'll be I'll I'll be wearing some Daisy Duke shorts and some and a white tank top and letting all that juice drip down my chin and trust me nobody's gonna be complaining See, you're gonna get some dick talking like that <laughs> oh, my, D- my dms are insane they're so funny i have people asking for hugs i have this one guy saying um if you come to brooklyn just come sit on my face i'm like that's exactly what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to new york and <laughs> go to brooklyn find you i'm gonna sit well, right on I mean, your if face if you ever need a seat at least you know in brooklyn there's one waiting for exactly. you exactly so you know okay so back get ready, to this guys. menu get ready so back to this menu in, um, the, in the post she says in 2018 i literally had to explain why displaying watermelon and kool-aid in celebration of black history month was not only racially insensitive but just ignorant okay i I totally get her point. I really do. And to a certain extent, I cut, I agree with her. Sorry, my earphones are doing some funky shit. Um, I agree with her. However, I do like everything that was on the menu. <laughs> I just can't get away from so if that. You, if, you I were love in school, ribs, if you were in school and you walked into and the cafeteria and that's the food for the month. I'm not going to be mad. Who's going to be mad be at that? I guess just the correlation that it was Black History Month. Put it up on in March, okay? Where it's, I don't know. They're still going to have something to say. But here's the deal. I'm taking it. What, okay. Minus the Kool-Aid. Let me take a step back. I'm offended by all these niggas on Facebook wearing shit like they from Wakanda. What? 
Why? Because I don't need all that down my timeline. I didn't ask you for your African garb. I'm not African American. I'm American. I'm a black American. So I'm not African American. Don't push your garb down my throat. I was as close to going to buy some African shit myself to watch that shit. So you saw Laz the other night at ABF. I did. And he walked in and what was he wearing? He was wearing um a scarf with, you know, it was an African print. He you know, we were talking about it. And you know it. why I'm pissed at Laz for that? Why? Because Laz is a fucking what movie was he in? Fast and Furious. No. He's been in the tub. No. Uh, Jumping the broom. Avatar? He's an avatar. avatar. He was right. an avatar. He's an avatar. He should have showed up at ABFF dressed like a blue fucking alien or whatever those avatar <laughs> people were. They're avatars. Laz is just expressing his pride in his culture and his history. Laz was not casted for Wakanda. He should have been back in Avatar. There he was, should have been front row and center dressed like an Avatar. Listen, the truth of the matter is, at the ABFF Honors, there was a lot of people dressed in African-inspired wear. I'm Did they telling serve you, ribs and cornbread they, and greens? No, no, no. It was steak and fish and, and mashed potatoes and a lot of liquor, man. Close a enough. A lot of liquor. Okay. But it, it was good. Oh, and pretzel bread oh yeah. so my point for nyu even though i got a little off track with mm. the avatar analogy yeah. i don't think anything's wrong with the menu so the president of nyu um andrew hamilton he released a statement condemning the menu and says that the school has zero tolerance for employees who do not respect nyu's values saying we were shocked to learn okay all of this like you <laughs> this know just t- like this exactly is like it's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's can so, i just say trump is our president yeah there's bigger things to worry about but trump are, are you really were shit. you really shocked were you really shocked what? i mean shocked like i'm talking about the president because his, his message is we were shocked to learn of the drink and food choices that our food service provider offered at the weinstein dining hall as part of Black History well, Month. Yeah, right. it, was it was the Weinstein dining hall. They could have been serving dicks. And he, <laughs> and he said that statement, he made that statement right after he finished Tana plated that shit up. Exactly. <laughs> or, or, exactly. Fucking his, or fucking his black mistress. Exactly. Okay, here's the deal. The hypersensitivity is like, it's a, it's a little overboard. You didn't have to say you were shocked. Fuck out of here. It's only ribs <gasps> and cornbread for God's sake. I get White people get eat it. ribs and cornbread too. Our no, board, our, white look, people don't make ribs like grandma makes. I mean, ribs. they don't make... You eat them though. You don't, eat cornbread. Don't bring coal into this racist Cole, you ass eat, conversation. You drink Kool Aid. Coal fucks black girls, by the way. You can look and tell you. <laughs> but, but here's the deal. Let's yeah. peel the onion back a little okay. bit, okay? Peel mm-hmm. the onion. I back. have to see what the cafeteria look like. Who's hanging on the wall? Mm-hmm. All white people. And then if it's all white people serving, and I get there, if I get there on Monday, it's your ribs. And it's somebody like, <laughs> look, look. Here's your watermelon juice, nigga. Here's your Kool-Aid. You want some Kool-Aid? It's Black History Month. Now, I'm going to tell you. Now we have a problem. But, he, but he, that's the thing. So is I, it, I, I need the context because so, it depends on how it's being served. So apparently, the, what the what was Here's said. Here's your cornbread, nigga. Sop that greens is, up, oh, slave-ass nigga. Two? <laughs> your slave-ass grandma ain't made no greens like these, nigga. So, now I got a problem. Oh my, you sound so racist so right now. So two black employees are the ones that created the menu. So isn't that weird? Oh, like, like what? Exactly. But did, I, okay, there were two black. Remember the two black girls saying "vote for Trump, blacks for Trump." Sure. Yes. Everybody can find a scapegoat. I don't right. believe that shit. Right. Lucy. Right. Lucy made that menu with Ethel. Right. And those two sat up there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I, don't, I personally, just all jokes aside, and I still am not an African American. I'm a black American, by the oh, way. Oh, they're gosh. gonna roast you for that one. That's okay. Yeah. They can roast me. They okay. can suck on I, this dick sporting goods. Too. <laughs> I do know a white boy that can. 
cut the shit out some some ribs and cornbread. I do too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So what I was, don't eat white people ribs. I'm sorry. Okay, my so, mama was my mama was white, but she had fucked so many black dudes that taught her how to cook. She had some. Yeah, her. She had white ribs too. White. <laughs> a black man taught her how to cook. Okay. Anyways, whatever. What would be on your Black History menu? Uh, did they say mac and cheese was on here? No. No. Definitely burnt ass oven mac and cheese. Mm, yams, candy yams. Oh, yeah. Sweet potato pie. No pinto beans at all. Yeah. And cabbage. Uh, Sweet cabbage. Gotta mm, add some cabbage. I would want to bring the Caribbean into this. I would need some oxtail. Yeah. Oxtail's Curry cool. goat. Um, I mean, Jer- all the vegans are get gonna get on me, but I don't give a shit. Well, okay, oh. I love oxtail. I would love some pepper, some pepper pie. Like as that well. is the that's you know the, who cooks the best oxtail though, Loki? Who the best? Who it's not even on the menu. No more. Tell she me, Gloria Estefan. Oh, it's what? not even on the menu. Well, then why the fuck are you mentioning it? She took it out from it. She puts it back on when we're in Miami. When oh wait, we go back oh, to- oh Miami, Larios. Okay, it's it's oh, Cuban yeah. infused oxtail. No, bin. bin. You're right. Their oxtail is fire. She Look, took it off the menu. Living, I got it. Fucking Gloria Stefan. I need to complain about that. Listen, let me I'm tell you something. Being right in now. LA, it is extremely hard to find good West Indian food. I don't know where it is. The closest I came, it came was Coley's in in the valley. In North Hollywood. In it's Magnolia. Gone. It's, it's gone. Coley's is gone. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, Floyd had West Indian food at his masquerade party, and the thing Shout about to uh, the thing about it for me is, if he cooked his food, E Double did all that. Oh uh, well, it was Actually, too you know spicy. What? I'm tripping. I think I have spicy. a. I think I, I have a friend spicy. who has um. Who actually does it? His na- his Instagram okay, well, name let's is keep, like. Let's keep moving. Well, no, I know. I got to uh, okay. I got. I got to say it. Jennifer's mother could delectable make some underscore home food. underscore cooking. Yeah, he's his page. Oh, the food just has me just salivating. Mm. So, salivating, dude. Oh I need some oxtails. Well, listen, Sal- just make salivate sure, on his. Just make sure Excuse that you use the fuck out. No, I'm about to say Dick's Sporting Goods. No, just make sure you're not <laughs> salivating when you go to Dick's. <laughs> Doing dick sport goods with, but I caught it's myself. About, it's all about comedic timing. Oh. Jesus, did you see how, did you see how appalled she got? No, because like when you're over there sopping up the spit from your mouth, I'm just like, damn, she should go to Dicks and get something to dry that up. <laughs> mm, mm, okay, mm, what's what's mm. Monique doing in the news again? All right, I'm so well, tired of Monique. Uh, you know, this- there's a lot of controversy in the show. Can I just say something? Yeah. Okay, listen to all our viewers, listeners out there. We're so excited to do this show for you that sometimes we go above and beyond the lines of what's appropriate. Yeah, you don't say. Um, I'm still not African-American, though. Okay. (laughs) Oh, and please download our podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Monique has been on a press tour, Mm -hmm. and she has been explaining why she's boycotting Netflix. Can we clarify which Monique this is? This is the most decorated comedian in the world, (laughs) Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> former fat bitch. Former, wait, what, not, not fat bitch, but she used to call herself a big bitch. No, what no, she used to call fat, fat, fat bitch? Then she used to say, Fat I'm, Girls? She, fat Girls, she yeah. She did a movie called oh, what? Fat yeah. Girls. Fat Girls, okay. Yeah. Okay, fat we're just girl. trying to clarify. Yeah. Fat bitch, fat girls. Okay, cool. Um, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound shady at all. I swear to God. Um, so she made a stop at the Breakfast Club. That was very uncomfortable. Great interview. I still got to watch it. It was a great interview. It was a really good Charlemagne. Uh, my voice came back. Great interview. Yeah, Charlemagne. So and you know what? All three of them did a phenomenal job because usually DJ Envy don't got shit to say. Yeah. But all three of them did a great job. Yeah. I, I felt like Charlemagne was too easy on her, though. I felt like she. Okay, let's paint the picture. Mm-hmm. She started all of this. 
by coming out in a rant against Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. uh, Lee Daniels, and mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey, where mm-hmm. she referred to them being gay and she referred to Oprah having a dick or sucking a dick or something really mm-hmm. inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Oh, she ain't mm-hmm. never working So again. I feel like once you come out, no matter what the issue is, mm-hmm. and you polarize yourself in such a negative way, mm-hmm. you can't expect people to want to get in the ring with you because you're playing dirty. Right. So it's not... so. I feel like had she done the interview on The Breakfast Club first and set that tone, mm-hmm. she probably would have a movement behind her right now. Instead of doing what? Instead of having gone to her Instagram page and saying, hello, beloveds, or whatever the fuck she said, boycott Netflix? Well, what she... No, even before that, mm-hmm. she had said Tyler Perry... She had referred to oh, Tyler she, oh, Perry... Oh, you're talking about the tweets that she made. The tweets, yeah. where uh-huh. she referred to them being gay yeah. or not having a dick or dicks or something. Yeah, and then, that, yeah. And said something about Oprah having a dick or something like that. She lost her... Motherfucking mind. So that Monique versus Breakfast Club Monique. I just want to put the context that Uh she shut. Like for me, you tag Oprah like that. I ain't trying to hear you, right? Because everybody loves Oprah, right? Exactly. So she came on on the Breakfast Club. She was looking very poised. Her, you know, her hair was slicked back in a in a in a bun, and she She had the gray hairs. I was just about to say she looked great. Okay, um, she came on and it just went all the way fucking left. Can we please just do something for the Geo Army? What? Geo, stop saying what you about to say. You got a mic in front of your mouth and you're very familiar with it. Use it. it. You beat me to the punch. I did, didn't I? Okay, okay. well, anyways. Um, <clears throat> okay, so she, ends up, so she also ends up taping The View and Whoopi Goldberg was like completely over her um, victimization, you know, in terms of her beef with Oprah Winfrey. Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, Netflix. And we can also throw Will Packer into the mix, too, because she started, you know, shitting on his name. It's just like, at what point? Okay, listen, I she always don't work. no, no, no. At what point? I always say this. At what point are you going to acknowledge the contribution you've made to your own misery? At what point is it, you know, also your fault? Where did you go wrong in this situation? Because these people looked like they were giving you jobs. You got an Oscar based off of one of those jobs. So I'm just confused as to where this victimization and nothing's my fault and it's everybody else. I'm I'm sincerely confused. So maybe she'll come up on our show and explain that to me. She'll probably chastise the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. But, hey, I'm here for she it. Just, it caught, she got a chip on her shoulder for some reason. I don't know what it is. Like you say, she has an Oscar. She was working. Um, she had her own TV show. She has a great body of work. But just some people feel like if... They're not getting what they deserve. They get mad at everybody. You know what's so? Uh, let me just say this one thing because it says during her appearance on The View, Monique brought up how she was bullied by Winfrey Daniels and Perry into going overseas to promote the 2009 film Precious. Okay, sounds like that's kind of your job. That's what you're supposed. That's to That's number do. one. Number two. Here's here's a little unknown fact. So when Vivica Fox was on um, uh, Kill Bill, um, she was not included in the overseas um, press tour. You know, she literally found out after the fact or like when they were like already on their way. So it's kind of like you're not the only one that kind of gets the shaft when it comes to situations like this. Just 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 kind of suck it up. So when Wildin Out sent me my contract, MTV sent me my contract and my attorney sends it over to me. And of course, you know, what do we look at when we get contracts? How much are we being paid? What's our travel like? What's our accommodations like? Do we have a per diem for food? Mm-hmm. Those are the, the thing, you know. Do, Basic are, things we understand. Are we exclusive or not? Um, you know, all those type of things. Well, they sent something over my contract that said must promote, must agree to attend six promotional opportunities for mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. at no compensation. Mm-hmm. I signed that motherfucker real fast. You know why? Mm. Because 
anybody who's a real hustler in this game knows how to leverage every single thing they got. Mm-hmm. Those six meet those six trips I'm going to take, I'm going to meet six people who are putting on those events. I'm going to meet people in the community. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get visibility in markets mm-hmm. that I'm not familiar in. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to promote it because I know when you're first starting, Monique was not an Oscar winner or an award winning comedian before that. She was good yeah. and she was notab- noticeable. I mean, Queens of Comedy is one of my favorite mm-hmm. videos of all times, but you were not an Oscar winner. That That's almost similar to when Hillary Swank was paid $3,000 to for boys to, don't cry. Boys don't cry, and then wow. won an Oscar. Yeah. And her next film, she made twenty million. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. I think that you know we have to stop looking at being like we're being victimized every time we get an opportunity, and we're not seeing our value. Like, look at us. This show's been on for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. It's highly successful. Mm-hmm. Everybody come. Big boy just came up to me the other night. Oh my god, your show's so great. It's amazing. I look at it a different way. Y'all not putting us on because you're threatened of what we're going to do. Because mm. we're going to come in and do what the fuck we want to do and say what we want to say. Mm-hmm. And I look at Monique as, you know, you knew this film was getting a lot of accolades. You knew it was lining you up for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Go out and promote the fuck out of that film. Yeah. Build a stronger relationship. Win your Oscar. Then what's next? And instead, she opted to spend time with her family instead of promoting the film. Um and it's just like, okay, so let me just try and figure this out. Was this around the time that she got married? I don't remember. I think it was around was when she got the movie or No, what? no, no. Like around Precious. Like was this was was her husband courting her at the time? Like um, were they married or anything? Because really honestly, with if if that's the case, I'm really hearing like you were dickmatized and you didn't <laughs> want to get too far away from your husband or whatever he was at the time. I don't know, but Who knows? I don't understand not wanting to Remote promote the film overseas because the opportunity is crazy listen the travel you're first of all let's say the, like, the, the names the again tyler perry lee daniels and oprah it makes it makes absolutely and i think i think what she has to do at some point is take a step out of the emotional or passion for you know justifying the pay disparages and look at her own responsibility. Like, what part did you play? If she says she played no part in any of it, I'm done talking. Right. Well, she's so far, she has not said anything within the realm of accepting any responsibility or blame. It is, they did this to me. They derailed my career. They, they, they. And I can't, I, I can't, I, stand I, people I, like I can't that. get down with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's personal responsibility. Honor what role you played in your own misery and grow from it. So have you ever been schooled by somebody in the game that's given you? Hell fucking yeah. I'll never forget it. Who? Um, She was a hairstylist. Her name was Stacy. And she was like Mother Earth. I swear you walked into her apartment. There was incense going. She sat you down, gave, me, gave you a fucking cup of tea, was like making some vegan shit and whatever. It disguised the fact that she wasn't that great of a hairstylist, but you always <laughs> wanted her around, okay? And then this was really early in my career. And what people didn't understand was they, they thought I was standoffish and they thought that I was snobby. No, I was shy. I was socially, a little socially awkward and I was used to women not liking me, you know, and just always being shady to me. So then I was defensive, you know? And so one day she was like, you know, what I've noticed about, noticed about you, Melissa, like you really don't kind of, your, your warmth is, you're a very warm person, but it doesn't extend past the people that you know. She was like, you need to change that. And especially when it comes to women. And I was just like, well, they're fucked up to me anyway. So why? She was just like, um, she was about. like, so then why are you in this business? Get out of it. If you if you don't know how to develop your charisma. She was just like, you got the guys on lock. That's that's fine. She was like, 
Learn how to communicate with women that you don't know and make them friends. And I had to sit there and really think about what she was saying. And she was absolutely right. I learned just how to be a lot more charismatic and talk to people and care about what they had to say rather than just waiting for my time to talk. She schooled the shit out of me in terms of just becoming a lot more personable because I just was really like kind of locked in and just stuck in just being who I was and figuring this is enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And I credit her with that. That was, that was a big learning lesson. You know, what about, what about you, Gio? Every day is my grandmother every day, mm. every single day. She's giving me jewels on just how to get through life. And she always tells me, she likes to use those terms. She always say, baby, you know, it's, you get more with, with, with honey than you do vinegar. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to ease your head out the lion's mouth. And I'm like, okay, grandma, what does that mean? And then she break it down and, she just tells me how to get along with people and, and most, of all, most of all, how to stay content with myself and where I am and where I'm going. She, and this is all through text. She's just got an iPhone, so she just texts me all day, every day, mm-hmm. just gems. So mm-hmm. she schools me. She keeps mm-hmm. me in check. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to choose somebody, because I haven't had a lot of mentors, and I just, again, I feel like the dinosaurs in this industry, if they're not taken out by the Me Too movement, we just got to wait till they all die, um, was uh, Queen Latifah. <laughs> She, mm. one time, uh, I had a party with Whitney Houston. She died the next day. Mm. Latifah was supposed to come to the sh- party. She didn't make it. And she had promised me she was going to come, and mm-hmm. she didn't make it. And so she called me, and she was crying on the phone about just how crazy it was because her and Whitney were friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a big moment for me, and I wanted to share that with her because of our relationship. And I remember a year later or oh, she was saying you know we need to spend more time together blah blah so a year later i had a tribute party and i invited everybody that was important with me so jordan sparks because she had just done the movie uh, mm-hmm. sparkle um then i had queen latifah come and i had all these different people Lil mo and everybody mario um and i remember backstage um afterwards i was doing my interview because i had filmed all of this and i was really emotional because here was this full circle moment. I had Latifah there. Mm-hmm. I had this kid from Stockton who came down who looked like me, who was passionate about getting in the business and mm-hmm. who was like soaking this up at the age that I had soaked up the game from her when I was 15. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, Dana, this is this Queen Latifah's name, Dana. I said, Dana, uh, this is um, Jalen. Jalen is from Stockton and he wants to get in the business. And she looked at me and she said, well, I hope you do for him the same that I did for you. And what it did for me was it reminded me of my responsibility to continue to reach back no matter how far you go, no matter how big your brand gets, no matter how uh, detached from, you know, people that you may have been close to always continue to go back and stay humble enough to pass on the blessings that you got from other people. Mm -hmm. So that was my lesson from her. Just to recap, go to Dick's. Yes. Watch SVU, but stay away from Stabler. (laughs) Watch on the song February, um, every Tuesday at 10, 9 Central in mm, USA. Thank yeah. you, USA Network. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, continue to be a, be a blessing. Download and subscribe to the podcast, iTunes and Google Play. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spotify, we staying on there yet. Anyway, we out. Bye. Bye, everybody.